When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Kevin All right, that's going to be Kevin. great. Kevin Smith is on the phone with us. Uh, he is joining us as we uh, get everything straight. Hold on, I get all my buttons right. Kevin Smith, uh, of course, you know him from uh, Clerks, Clerks 2, Clerks 3, Kevin. Red State, Dogma, Good Mall Lord. Rats, yeah. Tons of stuff. Mall Rats. Kevin Smith joins us. Kevin, are you there? Oh, I'm so here. Good morning, kids. How are you? Doing quite well. How are you, sir? Unbelievably great, man. I, I got a break in the road. We've been on the road with the uh, Clerks 3, the convenience tour, since September 4th. So I've got five days down. I'm in New Jersey. Uh, I bought a movie theater with my friends, my hometown movie theater. And there's an apartment over it. So I live over the movie theater. And so, like, all night long, I go down and get free snacks. It's amazing, man. Like, <laughs> well, the night, at 2 in the morning, I was like, I feel like Twizzlers. I was like, I know they got them downstairs. So I went and get them. Periodically, I go downstairs while the movies are playing. Like the other night, I was out of water. And I was like, oh, man, like I know that I got liquid death downstairs. So I went downstairs and like my to get out of my apartment, you could take an elevator down to like First Avenue, the main drag, or you could take these back steps that are inside the building and they bring you to the back of the concession stand. So periodically, I just bomb out like Kramer. And whatever kid is working there is like, oh, my God. And I'm like, sorry, man, I just came to get some water and stuff. The other day I bombed out and one of the kids, like, freaked out. And I was like, man, I'm sorry. And they were like, don't worry. Everyone else warned me about you. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, they say that you just creep out of the walls, man, and, like, take yeah. food and then creep back in. Like, Homer, they got a name for you, a nickname. I said, what do they call me? She said they call you the Phantom because you creep out of the walls all the time. So I, I got five days down in Jersey. It's, it's my bliss place. Man. I just yeah. went to hike my hometown of Highlands because I try to hike like four or five miles a day. So uh, everything's good in my world, yeah. but I'm heading to you guys. Yeah, you're coming out here a little Sunday, bit. man. I'm going to show the movie at, C- at Stand Up Live in Phoenix. Yeah, you truly have become the New Jersey devil. You are that uh, weird thing that just appears and eats the Twizzlers, I guess. is That's what, that's not... That is, it is absolutely true, man. Yeah. From movie theater to comedy club, it don't matter, man. I'll just show up and eat your food. <laughs> when you were a kid in this theater, did you know about the apartment? I didn't. I had no idea. That's why, like, when me and my friends were talking about buying it, they were like, you know, it's two buildings. Like, when I was a kid, it was one building, but then... 
over the years, it went from a single screen to like a five screen multiplex. So it's got two buildings and over one of the buildings, there's office space. And over the main building that was like the main theater, like the building I'm in right now is over a hundred years old. They built this movie theater back in like the turn of the century. Um, I had no idea there was an apartment, man. So I went upstairs and, you know, it's, it's old. They built it, you know, like 1900, but we're looking at like tearing down all the walls and making it just a big old loft apartment. And so it's, it's been sweet, man. Like I feel like Tom Hanks, and big, you know, like I got <laughs> yeah, the dream kid living apartment. in a big flat. But you've got that, like you have to, you yeah. have to recognize that that creepy apartment no one knew about. There's a lot of like possible Dahmer activity that went on up there. <laughs> I, I I have to imagine people have died up here. Yeah, absolutely. Just take that for granted. Exactly. <laughs> There's lots of creepy noises in the middle of the night. I'm yeah. just going to assume it's the spirits of the dead. Yeah, it has got to be the, oh. yeah, the just the teenage uh, pregnancies that were uh, right there. <laughs> <laughs> right you're laying I'll in it man or the teenage lack of pregnancies because like downstairs uh is the movie theater that i went to all through high school and so every handy i ever got was right down there and so i probably <laughs> left dna all over those seats there's over a hundred years of black yeah. lighting to yeah. go through <laughs> yeah <laughs> go downstairs and, and find a, a veritable jackson pollock all over the <laughs> Just glowing in its glory. I want to. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, that's cool. Congratulations. How neat is that to be able to go back home and buy stuff that uh, you, you know you used to you frequent all the time? It's just a neat feeling, isn't it? It, it was very much and unplanned and nothing I'd ever thought about. But like when the opportunity presented itself, I was like, "Oh come on, man! Like this is my dad used to take me to this movie theater when I was a kid." Like, Were you surprised? About it just no. right. Were you surprised at the price? When I mean, like it was available, and like we could get it for this, or yeah, was it? I was blown away by how yeah. cheap it was, especially because I had partners. It wasn't just me; it was like a couple of my friends. So, ultimately, it was not expensive at all in the grand scheme of things. Because again, we're buying two buildings mm-hmm. yeah. in a, a very upscale part of New Jersey. So, if I had done this in Los Angeles, where I live, oh my God, you know, it would have cost me like seven to ten million dollars yeah. here. It was surprisingly inexpensive. Oh, well, um, I, but I was I was more taken aback that it just happened at all that the opportunity presented itself. It was nothing in the cards. Like film exhibition is a dying game right yeah. now. You're seeing theaters closing left and right. But you know, I, I we we run first run movies and we can run you know rep house movies just like every movie theater. But I got the ability to bring more stuff to it. Like we brought Hollywood Babylon live podcast to it. George R R Martin came like wow. two weeks ago and did a big show with me and stuff. And last night we did our first screening of the Mary Marvel movie society where people came to see black Panther with me. I did a Q and a after a movie I had nothing to do with. That's just, that's grandstanding. That's some sort of cultural really appropriation of some sort. It was, it was yeah. adorable because you yeah, know cultural appropriation. I know people what you're doing. Any questions. They're like, what do you think uh, Namor meant when he said this? And I was like, I mean, look, my guess is as good as yours. <laughs> I would watch that podcast all day long. Kevin Smith pontificates on movies he knows nothing more than you about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, and by the way, uh, like, because I think what you said is true about movie theaters and stuff. I think what's going to be cool, I'm hoping I'm right, but I may be way off base, is that eventually the theater will go back to – the single standing building, one screen theater that kind of was. Oh yeah. I think because I think these multiplexes well, well, are going to suffer with the, with the way things work. I mean, we've got five screens and we really 
don't need them. This place never needed five screens. Yeah. But, you know, the fact that they don't, and they're varying sizes. The biggest uh, auditorium we have is like 230, and the smallest is like 99. So we've been talking about taking the 99-seater and kind of taking the seats out, repurposing the room for like uh, green screen, for shooting stuff, for yeah. um, like live music and stuff. Like, you know, I go to a lot of, on the tour, the convenience tour that I'm on, I go to a lot of theaters across the country. So we were just at the Texas Theater in Dallas where they arrested the Oswald, Oswald Theater years ago. Oh, the Oswald Theater, man, where he's like, I'm just a patsy. That's still an operating movie theater. Uh, and they, they do like first run movies, but they also do all this cool programming. Like, well, they'll show a movie and then afterwards there's a concert and stuff. So, you know, that for me is like, keep it interesting. Oh, keep it so like, cool. you know, make it special so people want to come. And then also... I have the ability to do stuff like I always felt like movie theaters during the day were wasted. Like matinees, only like two, 10 people maybe go max and stuff. I always felt during the day, movie theaters would be better served as film school. So in the summer, we're going to turn our movie theater into a film school program. The Viewsk University, the Jay and Silent Bob Film School, oh. where you come and you make a short <laughs> film with me and Jay over the course of the summer and stuff. Oh, that's So great. I got ways to monetize it where... Other theaters, you know, are falling by the wayside, but it's small enough. And, and if we just keep the program interesting enough, you know, like for my movies alone, we could just like we showed Dogma two weeks ago. And the way to get in was you had to buy a Silent Bob bathrobe. So everybody's sitting around wearing Silent Bob bathrobes watching Dogma. It's pretty fun stuff. It would have been great if Angela Bassett did a Dogma Q&A. Oh, wouldn't that have been amazing? <laughs> Which is unreal. Yeah. I think that would have been really cool. Yeah, let me tell you about this movie that I never even saw. <laughs> right. Oh, by the oh, by the way, you affable bastard. Uh, we're talking to Kevin Smith. I'm mad at you. I totally forgot about that. Uh, you son of a tell bitch. Me. A few years ago, we had you on the show, and you were you were you had just announced on this show that that day, because like an hour before, you you tweeted out that you're going to do He Man over again, and uh, and I was like, yeah. wow, that's incredible. So I think we were like one of the first people after you tweeted it out that you chatted with, and you brought it up, and I said I would be more than happy to do every voice in He-Man for free. And you said, that's great. So naturally, I started to resign. I, I quit my job. Started I working on this stuff? Was, and, and I had gotten the green light from Kevin Smith. I, I canceled a lot of uh, plans. I divorced. And I and I was waiting. And you never called. You never called. <laughs> you know what? That's absolutely my bad. When you said every voice, I didn't know you were serious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to do it for nothing. I thought it would be the greatest thing in the world. A friendly, fun thing. I was like, what a, what a Masters of the Universe fan he was. I had no idea that you put everything into turnaround. Yeah. Either. Oh, no. Yeah, I sold stuff. I was like, I gotta, he's not, he's not going to pay me, so I got to make sure I'm real. And I practiced for months. It was like a Rocky montage in the backyard, just me doing Skeletor for hours on end. And well, it, let, me hear, let me hear the words. No, man. no, not now. Work. No, no. What, you can't make the monkey dance now, Kevin. That's not happening. For God's sakes, you had your chance. Oh, no. And the, this is the third act of the movie, man, where you pull it out. This is your moment. An eight mile. Did, did, did Eminem go? No, I'm not doing the rap. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. So you do want that. me to you do? You to want do me to do lose yourself as a Skeletor? Let me hear. I want to hear both your He-Man and your Skeletor and see if I missed out. Oh, well, you well, see, that's just going to make me feel terrible either way. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, price line. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you're like, oh, that's awful. I would have never hired you. I'm like, oh, that sucks. Or if it's like, yeah, I, I screwed up. I should have gotten you in on this. <laughs> oh, wait. You, you said it yourself. I'm an affable bastard. That so is you're an affable bastard. That's true. <laughs> Well, it would have been something more along the lines of this, Kevin Smith. You dullard. Come on, that's impressive. I that's know. Really good. It was free. 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 <laughs> and of course, you can't miss out on the second part, Kevin. Oh, listen to that. I man. know. Did you put an echo effect down it? No, I just <laughs> am good at this. That's joke. raw dog. Look, that's raw dog. And you just caught me raw dog, friend. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind doing a cartoon. I smell a one-man show in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> the the costume, costume changes. Of his would... Universe. <laughs> <laughs> Where I just wander around, pissed off at you. I could have been someone. <laughs> yeah. He man. Yeah. Uh, master of his universe. Holmberg does he man. Exactly, and that's all I've been like. I have to do a costume change. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I, and I had man at arms for a while, but yeah. yeah see, you know how much red place. licorice you'd sell on that? Tell you Unbelievable. what, I'll let you do the Q and A afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, you're here. You're. Uh, I appreciate. Go ahead. I appreciate the fact that you called it red licorice, but let's be brand aware. <laughs> oh yeah, Twizzlers. <laughs> Twizzlers. Out, Twizzlers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kevin, you're coming to town. Let's get right to the brass tacks. Now that you've told me, uh, now would you have hired that guy right there that just auditioned? By the way, I would have actually. That's good voice work, man. Uh, you know, you got to get. You yeah, blew get, it. Get your butt near Los Angeles, man, where you, we pull you into booth and you. We, there's a guy out at, at noon today. No, no BS. Um, I'm doing a Zoom from here in New Jersey, recording uh, somebody who's doing a voice for uh, Motu. So for the next season, we're working on right now. I've just seen the fifth animatic of season two, and it's amazing. So we're yeah. still recording some last minute voices. Well, you're still recording some last minute voices. I'm not. <laughs> well, well, I know a guy. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're going to say. I'm like, I might, I might have an in on it, but I don't know. Maybe not. No, it's. Uh, I met you with Frank Caliendo, and you're like, yeah, those are good voices. Never again. Never again did I hear from you. It's just so disappointing. It's my face. It must be my face. It's not the face in, in the voice game. It's yeah. never the face. I think it might be mine. Breath. I think, I think that's how breath bad. is a no, big deal. The, the face is so bad in this case. It's uh, it's one of those. Uh, let's talk about Clerks Three because you're bringing it to town. You got the convenience tour coming through. And uh, I have a – like, Clerks to me, because I am in the wheelhouse. I'm 50 this year, and I am in the wheelhouse of Clerks being important in my life. I still don't know why, and that's not an insult, but I think I've narrowed down the reasons why every time Clerks is on, I watch it. I have uh, memories that I I go right to. Uh, I feel great watching it because it takes me to a place I was really happy and, uh, and, you know, life was, uh, you know, not cynical and miserable uh, yet. It's. I, I think it appealed to people because we all saw you guys doing something, and we thought we can do this. I think you're right. I think every night on the tour, I encounter a bunch of people who have a similar sentiment, like people who are like, "I saw Clerks with this girl in college, and now we've been married for like 30 years, and we got four kids, and this is your fault." Like you become <laughs> mixed up in the DNA of people's lives because it's not so much that the movie's all that great. It's just, they watched it at a very specific time in their life. So when they go back to it, it brings them back to that specific time. So it's like when you hear a song that like from around the time you first got laid and every time you hear that song for the rest of your life, you're like, Oh man, I love that song. (laughs) It has a lot to do with why you know that song or what you connected to. So I feel I got very lucky because there were a bunch of people, uh, young folks in college and then folks, you know, who caught it on home video 
um, that clerks meant a bunch to them at their time in their life. And whenever I kind of come back to the well with clerks two or now with clerks three, they, they join us and they're happy to kind of see us again. Ain't the whole world. It ain't like when you go see a Marvel movie and everybody shows up, but similar to a Marvel movie, you have an audience full of people who've been following the story closely. So, you know, there are moments on the convenience tour where, you know, we screen anywhere like in, at stand up live. I think it's like 400 people, but we were doing like 1800 seaters and stuff. Yeah. There are moments where the audience has that collective applause, explosion of applause because they've been following the story for a long time. Like in the, in Avengers Endgame, Captain America spoilers catches like the Thor's hammer and everyone goes nuts. Cause like, we know what that means. He's worthy. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. Same thing in my movies, way cheaper effect, but like <laughs> a, a joke that's been going for like 30 years when you, you pay it off, everyone's like, Oh, I know what that means. And they all applaud at once. It's, I've been snowballing really for 30 I'm, years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I've, I've described the, the tour as going to a church every night where the congregation believes on both the priest and Jesus at the same time. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, that said, would you rather appeal to your audience with every movie you make, or, or do you want to break out and have like an Academy Award winning <laughs> thing? Easy question. My audience, hands down, every time. Really? Um, you, you wouldn't want to jump? Me. Yeah, they've been with me since the beginning. Like, I, you go home with who brought you. Yeah. And... You know, I know some people, and I ain't putting anybody down. If they want, like, the world as their audience, that's great. But, you know, you find people that work for you, you stop looking. Yeah. You know, it's like I got married. I didn't keep looking for another wife and stuff. So the audience that I have, I absolutely adore. And they've put in the work with me over the years. And it grows all the time. Like, on the tour, like, kids get up, 14 to 20-year-olds. And I'm like, what could you possibly get out of this old man crying in a convenience store movie? And they're like, I love these movies. My dad turned me on to them. Yeah. Or my mom turned me on to them. And you realize that, like, you're a generational thing for some yeah. some people. And you're like, what reprehensible parent let me see this? <laughs> right. And then the parent stands up, smiling and yep. proud. And you're like, I did. It's, it's really wonderful. And it's not the world. You know, it's not yeah. like, you know, Ryan Coogler just released Wakanda Forever and the whole world went. I'll never get the whole world going, but I don't need the whole world. I just need my world. And when they show up, it's a blissful thing. And I can't believe they're still showing up 30 years into my dopey career when I'm not doing anything new. When I'm like, hey, guess what I got? It's worse, <laughs> but with a three in it. You know, Clearly, you're being passive aggressive towards Ben Affleck. <laughs> not at all. All right, just checking. I, I'm so happy for that guy. Yeah, he's he, exploded. He reaches, he's one of those people that reaches wide audience. Yes. Boy, does he. And then, you know, it can do anything, and people still like Again, an affable bastard. There's a whole bunch of you out there, and you all kind of yeah, ran into each other. He's a good and, – and here I'm happy to report that, honestly, everything aside, one of the five funniest people I've ever met in my entire life. Is that true? He is – He is. Uh, it's, it's a shame he's so good-looking, and people treat him seriously as the director of Argo and other things because he is legit one of the funniest people I know. Bro, and I know comedians. Yeah. Like Affleck is sharp as a tack, man. I'm kidding. And he's also like he he drops shade like nobody's business. <laughs> he's um, a crusher. He's funny. He's legit funny. No, you know I went to the wedding. Him and Jen got married. Me and Jay got to go to the wedding, right? And so we thought we were going to see like everybody we knew, and we saw Matt. That was it. And so suddenly we were like, wow, it's a real honor that he invited us and stuff. Yeah, that's But cool. my favorite part was not just seeing him happy and and watching those two stick the landing after like ten years or whatever the hell, or twenty years actually yeah. it was. Um, but, but my favorite part was I love Ben Affleck, the writer. He's really witty. 
And so at the reception, he wrote this big speech that he read to Jennifer. Like she performed songs for him. And then he read this big, he wrote a big speech that he read to her. And, you know, he's reading it right to her. And the speech is like everything you'd ever want somebody to say about it. It was so glorious and stuff. But as the world's biggest Affleck, the writer fan, I was like right behind her with my face in my hands, goo-goo-eyed, looking at Ben Affleck. (laughs) He's so dreamy. He managed to work in the term rickets into this speech about being married. And it was, it was brilliant. It was fun. I literally laughed at it. Rickets? Like the the Navy thing? Yes. Yes. Rickets. Like, like what you would get like on a ship at sea, yeah. man, like scurvy or something like that. Yeah. It was nuts that huh. he was able to bring the reference in and make it work. He's just a really good writer, man. Well, they're Fun back guy. They're back together. Do you? Are you going to, you know, make another one? Jersey Girl 2? Yeah. You better believe it. <laughs> All right. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> yes. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what I wanted to hear. Risen from the dead and, and uh, we just go on. Yeah. As you- I'll tell you what. I'll play Jersey Girl for free. No. Nope. Say one more time. I said, I'll play Jersey Girl for free. Done and done. <laughs> All right. First, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Last time, that got me in trouble. Audition first. Let me <laughs> there you go. See, yeah, because I quit my job again. I got to start all over. Every time you do that, I got to start fresh. Uh, it Kevin's- sounds like Skeletor, you're hired. <laughs> yeah, the Jersey Girl is remarkably similular to Skeletor. I have a, I have a, a, a theme my characters. All right, uh, I'm going to set you up. I'm going to give you a line, a uh, lead-in line, and then you perform as Skeletor Jersey Girl. Here we go. <laughs> all right. Jersey Girl. We got to get out of here, man. We got to get out of this place. I think you've got to get out of here. I'm just fine, bitch. Watch me stab a hoe. <laughs> My God, that sounds exactly like a Jersey girl. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. I ain't afraid. I ain't scared. Uh, Kevin, you're coming to town with Clerks 3 uh, this Sunday, I think, correct? Yeah, I'll be there Sunday night. There's two shows. The matinee show sold out. Uh, then we added a night show, and that's almost half sold out. But it's at Stand Up Live. Come watch Clerks 3 with me, and then there's a Q&A afterwards. It's longer than the movie itself. Yeah, which will be great. So there's a Q&A after. If you want to go to Stand Up Live, you go to StandUpLive.com. Kevin, uh, always a pleasure to have you on, man. We appreciate your time. Such a pleasure, kids. Great talking to you. You too, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Kevin Smith, everybody, right there uh, doing his thing with Clerks 3 over at Stand Up Live. He's very cool. Very cool guy. Just one of those guys who just want to be pals with. Oh yeah, and and do free voices for, but never takes you up on it, Brady. You know, never the type. again. You know the type. I had it. He slept on it. You know, he <laughs> could have had, could have had it. Me? No, he could have. Yes, yeah, that could have been. Yeah, this he meant thing could have cost him nothing. Nah. I went home. I'm like, spend it all. It's just gonna keep rolling in. So long, boys. Nothing. Nothing. I tells you. Uh, there you go. Kevin Smith, Sunday, if you want to go stand up live. Clerks 3, the screening. You got to go. Brett, you got to go. I'm pretty sure I'll be Yeah, because yeah. Brett looks just like Dante used to look. So he can be the uh, the handsome. What Dante could have become is the, the form of Brett Vesley. You can't miss him. It'll be great. Uh, it's 859. It's 98 KUPD. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.